1: Welcome. I look terrible today. I'm not going to lie. Bad look. I look like my Uncle Roy. Uh, but disregard that. Listen to the words. The beautiful, beautiful words that are going to come out of my mouth. Hope you had a great evening. Some surprising stuff in the world of sports, including, man, Milwaukee goes in and wins. We'll get to that in a minute. Go, uh, Golden State just Hey, my friend Damon Bruce out in California said something interesting. He said, I'd never seen an eventual champion have a performance like what the Golden State Warriors had last night against the undermanned Grizz. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. The gift that keeps on giving. That's right. Our friend, ah, he's not really our friend, uh, Joe Biden. Look, There are certain things I just don't understand. And before I get into videos and everything else, can you help me understand why, please help me. Like, we're reasonable people here. I mean, if you're watching this, you're probably a reasonable person. You're probably a person of substance. You're not some crazy-ass lefty or righty, whatever. And here's the deal. Joe Biden calls it, I call it the ultra-maga plan plan. The Make America Great Again plan. Now, let me ask you a question. What's wrong with that? uh, Walk me through this. What's wrong? I get it. Everybody gets triggered by a red hat and Make America Great, and the first thing you're going to say is, it's racist. Trump only became racist when he ran for president against Democrats. (laughs) Let's be honest. Uh, but what is so wrong about the make America great again plan? What's the current plan? Here's how I see the current plan. All right. The current plan involves an economy that is in the tank, a supply chain that is a mess to the point where we don't even have Baby food. Now, what do babies eat? We were having this discussion last night. What do babies eat? I understand mom, but let's say they're a little older. I don't know. We want to divide the country. We have to divide the country. I mean, if you can't divide the country, you cannot win as a Democrat. You must divide the country. And I tell you what, people are wising up to that little plan either. But again, make America great plan. It's racist. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. People that can't control themselves or think—that's the first thing anybody's gonna say. Oh, man's racist. No. Uh And then finally, forty billion dollars to Ukraine. Now, I'm no great military strategist, but isn't that uh, gonna—that could exasperate World War III? Um, Can we put the tweet up that I sent earlier? Can I? Can I put it up? Can we put it up? It was interesting. The ones that were saying this is from Steve, the ones that were saying Trump is going to ruin the economy and start world war III, have literally ruined the economy and started world war III. That's why I like people that follow me. I'm not talking about the little shavers that get mad every time you criticize the Colts that follow me. I'm talking about the adults in the room. It's true. Honest to God, it's true. Will you tell me? Are you, let's play, uh, it doesn't even matter what these videos are about, if you want to know the truth. I mean, but every day, this dude just gets up there and becomes such a nonsensical boob that there isn't anything <clears throat> you can do other than go, hey, let's play it. And make your own judgment on it. All right, here's the first one. This and is it your God. We
2: felt it. We felt, it. It. We felt it. it. I understand. That's why I've got a plan to lower the cost for everyday things that make most people who work to have, who need. And that would have that fundamentally change the standard of living. To if we just meat. made things more affordable. There's more than one way to deal with the impact on a family than what we're doing and we're going to be. Look inflation. at that. But beyond that. It's all about quality of life. What did he just say
1: there? It, this is what I'm saying. We're so used to that right there. What did he say right there? There's nothing that man said right there. It's all about, I got to make my eyes look like I have no freaking idea where I'm at. Not his fault. It's a natural thing of aging. It's the fault of people that voted for this guy. But what did he just say It's all about quality of life, family, people, the need, have, have, need. I told you this before, and you all know this, at least the adults here that are watching this show, you know when a politician, family, need, have, the hell is that? Family, need, have. Vote. Me. MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. What the is that? All right, let's go to the next one. Roll the tape, baby. Here we go, more of Jolton Joe. Eviction
2: relief, funding for states and cities to allocate to landlords and renters. Help them keep a roof over their heads. Five million households. Remember those long lines you'd see in a television? People lining up in all kinds of vehicles. Just to get a box of food in their trunk. Food. How quickly? Family. People were hurting. How quickly we forget. So And what did the manga crowd want to do? Forget, forget. it. Forget, forget. it. God, this is the United States of America. The idea that people would have to wait in line an hour or hour and a half to get a box of food in their trunk. It's just
1: unbelievable. When did you ever wait an hour and a half to get a box of food? America, family, vote me now. Have. Food. This is your guy. Not our no, it's not your guy. The MAGA crowd. MAGA stands for Make Make America Great Again. I thought this guy it was the no excuses president. I thought this guy is the guy that said the president needs to understand the food have have food, family. My God, that's what this guy, 81 million votes. If you think that guy got 80 million votes, you can kiss my backside. And if he did get 81 million votes, and I know this is not true, we're the dumbest country in the world for voting for that idiot. I mean, this is every day. They're trotting him out now because, well, the midterms are coming up, and I'm telling you Republicans, be careful. Don't think you got this, man. There's ballot stuffing. There's harvesting. The Democrats where I grew up, and you can kiss my backside if you don't believe this happened. I've told you this all the time, man. Uh, they used to pave roads for votes. My buddy Frankie Colensis got indicted, got convicted, and he took off for Greece. You can say whatever you want to anybody else, but don't say it to me. Hell, I had a guy come out my house, my dad's friend, say, hey, we're going to sign up the empty lot next door. My dad's like, we don't own the empty lot next door. The Melhams own the empty lot next door. Don't even try that with me. Don't try that one with me, ladies and gentlemen, because I've seen it. Oh, there's no such thing. Did you see what OAN had to do? I don't care what OAN had to do, man. I've seen it for myself. <laughs> Make America great again is bad. Stumbling, bumbling and now blaming is good. Oh, okay, cuz families have That's the world we're living in. That's what we got ourselves into. How about this little beauty? This is pretty, this is pretty ironic. Uh, My friends at ESPN are investigating. Now I want you to listen to this. ESPN of all places, the stuff that they called white dudes privately and publicly on the air, on the air. I mean, privately, you should have heard what was going on in some of these calls they had, what they were saying about white people. But on the air, the lying about who's dead, who's not, who's carrying weapons, Jalen Rose, white boy wasted, DUIs, now Mark Jackson. They squel- they're investigating the owner of Rich Strike. Deep investigation. Because he may have made on Twitter a Camilla Harris sex joke. Yeah. Who gives a rat's ass? Hell, they got Mark Jackson doing the NBA Finals, and he's as homophobic as it gets, at least according to a report out today. But they're worried about it. You know why? I'll tell you exactly why. Because they are trying so, so, so hard to appease the African-American community, and good for them. But that's all this is about. There aren't five people in this world, other than Camilla Harris and maybe, you know, that that, that Willie Brown that she was, you know, supposedly doing, you know, uh, there aren't five people in this world to give a rat's ass about whether the owner of Rich Strike told a sex joke about Camilla Harris. But ESPN's doing a deep dive, a deep dive into it. And they got their good dudes in it. John Barr is one of their best. He's a good. He's hey, John Barr investigates you. Yeah. Uh, he asked a guy named Eric Reed, who's the owner, if he ever tweeted anything remotely negative about the pre, uh, about the vice president. If I was Eric Reed, I'd say you damn right I did. <laughs> Who cares? <sighs> Somebody really made a funny comment about Rich Strike after Rich Strike won the Kentucky Derby. Are we going to go back and look at Rich Strike's tweets from 20 years ago? Go get him, John Barr. Yeah. Go get him, baby. And Benny Koo of, all, of awful analysis. Little Benny Koo. Eric Reid was asked about this tweet on ESPN right now. Apparently, Eric Reid said he's good, she's good on her knees. Oh my God, the horror! Horror, not the other one. H-O-R-R-O-R-E-R, however the hell you spell that one, people. Not the W one. I said horror. Oh my God, can you believe it? He actually said about. Oh, uh, and ESPN, it's beautiful. They're currently housing and promoting Mark Jackson. Go read up on Mark Jackson. Everybody knew this about Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is a phony-ass preacher guy that was with hookers, at least allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's what we're worried about. Right there. Oh, did he he say? (laughs) Jeez. What a world. I said horror, like horror movies. So don't at me, people. I don't care if you at me or not. It don't matter. I got the Dammies. The Dammies today. Don't at me awards. I got Jason Hammittide. They're, 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 oh my God, they're investigating Rich Strike's owner. Surprised they're not investigating Rich Strike. Hey, uh, years ago, did you say uh, something about Camilla Harris on her knees? Yeah, what's the problem? Well, we don't think that's right. Yeah, really? You got Mark Jackson doing the games? You got, uh, you know, what you got? Uh, did you hire Ray Lewis? You know, murdered, involved in murder. I mean, you guys, what, what do you want to talk about? Well, no, you did the, okay. My God. All right, it's schedule release day today, which is a celebration. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Who do you want your team to open with? El Presidente. Do you want the Browns to open with the Steelers just to get the, you know, just to get it rocking and rolling or the Ravens? Personally, for me, I want the Colts to open up with the Jaguars. I want the Colts and the Jags, if you remember last year, because, well, Darius Leonard didn't love football and Carson Wentz was the problem. And these idiots that play for the Colts were saying, "Well, you know, no matter how great the season's going, let me, help, let me tell you how great the season was going. They had to win a game to get in the playoffs, and somehow, in my world in Indianapolis, that's considered how great a season's going." The players said, "Well, you don't, you don't step off the gas, Jonathan Taylor. You, know, you guys weren't even in the playoffs with two weeks to go, and yet you're having a great season. I just, to God, I'm in the wrong business because I'm not stupid enough." to think that way, but I digress. So they go into one-in-a-lifetime Jacksonville with an interim coach who's a pain in the ass, Daryl Bevel, my ass. Anyway, so they go in there, and they get beat. So if I'm the Colts, I want to play Jacksonville. I don't care if it's at home. I don't care if it's on the road. I don't give a rats where it is. It don't matter to me at all, not even sort of. Because I got to get that stank off me. You know, you're working in the yard, and you got like, I don't know, you got stank. Like, I smell like my grandfather. I remember back in the day, we'd go to my grandpa's house, and he always had a wife beater on. He was cooking sausage, and he was sweating, and he was always working. and And I remember the smell. And then the other day, I'm like, Lee, I smell like my grandpa. And she said, well, I do not know your grandpa. I said, I know, but this is what he smelled like. And it's just, it's sausage and ass is what it is. So anyway, that's the stank. And then you go upstairs and you take a shower, you put on your sweats, you go downstairs, you drink a bottle of wine, you know, smoke a ball, you know what I mean. And <laughs> next thing you know, you ain't got no stank. Well, if I'm the Colts, I want to get that stank off of me. I want no stank. I could tell you a story about stank that happened in our house yesterday that my wife actually uh, commended me on, but I digress. It's too gross. But anyway, I want to get that stank off. So, in today's releases, the first announcement of the day Patrick Mahomes in the Chief, first Tom Brady in the Bucs, week four, Sunday night football. There you go. All right, little chef, he's on. He's being scrappy. Anyway, You go get the stank off if you're the Colts by going and playing the Jaguars. Like some people, everybody may say the Jaguars. Hell, I don't know. But it feels like that's who the Colts would want. If I'm the Browns, I want to take a swing. Yeah, no. I want to take a little swing at, uh, eh. do I want to take a swing at the Steelers? You know what I mean? Do I want to take a swing at the 40K? Are you guys nuts? I'm making more here at OutKick than I ever made at ESPN. Guys on the YouTube chat are crazy right now, Dylan. What's going on with them? 40K? Man, we're out of our mind today on the YouTube chat. You kidding me? I just did my taxes. Thank God for Clay Travis, baby. Ha, ha, ha. Shout out Nick uh, Chaplin in the chat. Anyway. Yeah, Nick Chaplin. Where's Nick Chaplin? What's he saying? Hey, Dan, Browns haven't won an opener in a long, long time. I know. So, who do you want? Who would you like your team to play? I told you mine. If it's the Colts, you got to take on the Jaguars. You get rid of that stank. Next thing you know, You're balling so hard as, uh, what's that, that guy that, you know, beat the hell out of his wife and nobody talks about Suggs? Yeah, well, uh, you know. Anyway, a lot of people. Let me go back to that investigation. Old plain Guy 2 says, hey, Dan, ESPN just made me a fan at this point of the horse and the trainer. I agree. I agree. You're right. Uh, anyway, so that's who my team is. That, that's what I got. And it is a matter of who you play in the NFL, but it also is a matter of when you play them. I'd like to play Green Bay early. Like, I know people say, well, you know, then Aaron Rodgers can throw it in nice weather. Yeah, that's fine, but Aaron Rodgers throws it in bad weather better than whoever I got at quarterback throws it in bad weather. So if I'm playing Green Bay, I want to play Green Bay early. I do. I'm not mad at playing the uh, New England Patriots early. Hell, last year they lost to Miami. They've lost some weird games early. I'd like to play New England early. I would. I ain't mad about playing Kansas City early. You know, no Tyreek Hill, they got to figure it out a little bit, don't they? You always want to play the Colts late. The Colts have no internal toughness. And what ultimately happens is that gets hidden early in the year. Now, the Colts haven't won an opener because they also have no organization. But the Colts' lack of internal toughness always props itself up late. They'll win some in the middle, but if it's blank cutting time, it ain't happening. Uh, Tom Brady, I just want to play Tom Brady at home. Like, I don't want to play Tom Brady at Tom Brady's place. I think the combination of Tom Brady at all, interesting. Uh, If I'm playing the Buffalo Bills, it's kind of the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to play the Buffalo Bills late when it's rainy and cold because I think Josh Allen, big, strong, used to playing in it. I think that's dangerous, but somebody's going to have to play him. You know, Somebody is going to. I don't care when I play certain teams. Like, I don't care if I wasn't the Colts when I played Jacksonville or Houston. Wouldn't matter to me. You know, if you're the Colts or you're the Titans, you're going to play both teams. You're going to play one early and one a little later, so that doesn't matter. If I'm playing the New York football Giants, I'll give them a chance to crap the bed. I assume the Giants and the Jets, depending on who they play, are going to start out pretty well. You know, everybody's all excited about the Jets, and maybe they should be. I don't know. And that quarterback, that young kid with the hot mom, I think that he's got a chance to be pretty good, Zach Wilson. I'm a fan, actually, when I saw him a little bit of Daniel Jones. Now, maybe the longer you see Daniel Jones, maybe, I don't know, maybe you know that reason that he's a backup. But the truth of the matter is – I want to play them later. I want want to give them time to simmer into being not very good. But if I'm the Colts, man, if I'm the Colts, uh, you know, I want to play the Jaguars and I want the stank over. Actually, if I'm the Bills, I don't know if the Bills play uh, the Chiefs, but I would like to play the Chiefs opening game. Just get this over with. Just get it over with. That's how I look at it. I mean, look, I got, you, you should never be more prepared for a game than you are for the opener. Now, teams do evolve and get better, but in terms of preparation, you've got a long time to prepare for this opener. So I wouldn't mind just straight getting a stank off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I talked about the Florida Panthers yesterday. Florida Panthers were down. They scored four straight goals. They ended up winning, and I hope you bet on them. I got them in the middle of the game. I'm all in on the Florida Panthers. I like the Florida Panthers. I am. And I got to tell you something else. I'm a little shocked by what I saw last night in the NBA playoffs. I'm shocked about both games. I'm shocked that, number one, the Celtics at home couldn't handle the success that they had earlier in the week by beating the freaking Bucks, I just got a text from an NFL inside general manager that watches the show that told me, yes, a general manager that told me, Daniel Jones is freaking awful. I said it from day one. Damn it. I take his opinion. Screw Daniel Jones. He stinks. (laughs) I got about 10 guys that are deep, you know, really deep, 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 deep into football. And I never say their names because it's to protect the innocent. But they all look, they all watch this show because they all know. And I just got the text that said, hey, Daniel Jones is awful. Damn it. I like Daniel Jones. Sticks. Uh, the Bucs and the Celtics, you saw the graphic right there. Look, here's the deal. That all came down to who was going to be tougher. And I got to tell you, man, the Bucs, I'll give them credit. They heard how awful they were. They heard from Antekupu or whatever the hell you explain his name, how he should not have looked at uh, Al Horford. And you know what? They showed some satchel. They showed satchel that Kyrie Irving and the folks with the Nets never had. They showed satchel that most teams never had. God dang. You talk about heart of the champion? Last night, heart of the champion, period. And then the second game, I didn't see this coming. I'm not going to lie to you. Listen to this score, Grizzlies and Warriors, 134 to 95.
2: 134
1: to 95. And as my friend Damon Bruce said, who is the voice of San Francisco on KNBR, I think it is, I've never seen a team that's the eventual champion have a performance like that. Look, I saw the Bulls lose the first game at home to Atlanta in a playoff series, first round of the playoffs, Go on to win a championship, but at least there was effort. Last night I turned this game on and I'm watching, I'm like, whoa. If we sat down in a film session, you would not believe what I would point out in terms of a lack of effort on the ball, a lack of effort getting back on defense, a lack of effort off the ball a lack of effort in the gaps, a lack of effort closing out the shooters, a lack of effort running down on offense, a lack of effort in cutting and moving. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it out of the Warriors. Never. Warriors are the one team that you can kind of – they just play different. And, man, what I saw last night, I'm not going to say it worries me, but understand this, during the regular season, 18-3 was the Grizzlies record without John ja Morant, who is the face of the NBA. That was interesting last night. I think it's going to be Warriors and Sons for the, I think it's going to be great. I do. I, I honestly do. But man, oh man. Oh, by the way, those of you that are, you know, all in on the world, I just got another alert. Uh, Moderna just hit a 52-week low. Every day. You guys voted for this, huh? All right, Jason Allen Hammer, you love him, you know him. Hammer Time is going to join us coming up in a couple of minutes, and as you know, he's got a lot to say about a lot to think, lots of things, including he'll have some bets with you. Forty billion to the Ukraine. Are we really working hard to find? Oh wait, here it is. Nike just hit a fifty-two week low. Nice. Uh, brought, uh, Biden's press conference blaming everyone but himself. I got to tell you, our show is evolving into greatness. When we come back, Jason, Alan Hammer, and don't forget, I got the Dammy Awards, including Most Ridiculous Human Being Alive, How About You Earn Your Millions, the I've Had Enough Award, I'm Not Surprised Award, the R.I.P. Legend Award, and the Hypocrite of the Week Award. That's coming up after Hammer Time, and then... I've got not one, not two, not three, but four people that either did sack up or need to sack up. Yeah, we got a monster for you. We'll be right back with my boy, Jason Allen Hammer. It is going to be hammer time in a minute. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. but uh, but it's hammer time, Jason Allen Hammer. You see him, you know him, you love it, love him. You see his Twitter handle. You want a good Twitter to follow right there, Jason Allen Hammer. You want somebody to listen to that's going to inform you and, ladies and gentlemen, entertain you. Kind of, I'm pad- I somewhat pattern our show after Hammer and Nigel because they get into politics and sports and basically everything, and I basically do sports, but throw in politics and try to throw in everything. And it's kind of, it's very loosely based on their show because I can't duplicate the glory. All right, big boy, <laughs> let me get into a couple things. I got to get into uh, $40 million to the Ukraine. Is this, is this potentially World War III? I mean, I know I'm exaggerating, but potentially? First of all, it's $40 billion.
0: Dollars with a b, billion, but a billion. B- b- billion. So, listen, I'm all for helping the folks of Ukraine. I feel bad for what's happening to the civilians, um, the refugees. I get it. I'm not that much of a heartless, soulless ghoul, but at the same time, I have a real hard time justifying forty billion dollars. When you look at what's happening in this country right now with record gas prices, inflation at a near record level, and moms can't find formula for their babies in a lot of stores. I saw a report yesterday. There are three states that out of all the baby formula that's available, 50% are out of stock. In 25 states, it's between 30 and 40% out of stock. Now, if this country had all of our stuff together, If we were rolling, if our economy was good, if we felt good about what was happening at the border, if gas prices were decent, not even great, but decent, I think more people would be on board for helping the Ukraine. But $40 billion for a war that we're not fighting, despite what some of these Republicans will even tell you. And again, I want to make this perfectly clear because I get accused of being a partisan and all that kind of crap. Seventy percent of House Republicans voted to pass this through. Seventy percent. Forty billion dollars for a war that we're not involved in. And you've got guys like Dan Crenshaw, who's a military badass. He's the cool guy with the eye patch. He's popular. He's trying to tell you that we need to spend this money so we don't send American soldiers over there. That's complete bullcrap. That is total bullcrap because there are other options. It's not just this or that. You can spend a little money. You can help Ukraine, but $40 billion? And let's be honest, looking at what we've seen from the Russian military, uh, I don't know if the overrated clap is appropriate in this situation, but I think a lot more people thought this would be a dominant performance by Russia, and it hasn't been that. So let's stop with the... fearing of Russia, and we're going to get into World War III and all this kind of stuff. Let's pump the brakes on that. Let's focus on what's happening in this country. I'm OK with a billion here. I'm OK with a little bit to help the refugees. But $40 billion right now, just a couple of days after we got one of the worst economic reports this country has ever seen, that is redamnidiculous. And every Democrat voted for it. And 70% of Republicans voted for it, too, in the House. And that's horse crap. Uh, Where's the money coming from? Well, you're looking at it, Coach. I'm looking at it. You're looking at it. This is our money. Well, correction, let, let me fix that. This is our grandkids, 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 grandkids money. That's where the money's coming from, because that's how far in debt we are right now. And you've got Joe Biden propping himself up there doing all these speeches about inflation, and he's blaming Putin, and he's blaming the ultra-MAGA crowd, and he's blaming COVID, but yet you're the one that's continuing to sign off on $40 billion here, a couple billion dollars there. And when you look at this $40 billion package, when you really sit down and look at what's going into it, it's not all going to help Ukraine. There's a lot going to the State Department of the United States, There's always a bunch of pork loaded bull crap with this. And maybe I'm just the outlier here. I want to start seeing some results of this money that we're sending. I want a paper trail. I want receipts. Where is our money going?
1: Oh, man, you're preaching to the crowd. Let me ask you a question. I asked this earlier today, and I actually asked it on Twitter. So Joe Biden is now calling folks the king of MAGA. He is saying, well, you know, MAGA, it, it, he's making it sound like MAGA, which stands for make America great again is bad. Like I just right. listen, I just, people see here MAGA and they see a red hat and they want to, you're a racist. You're a, Okay, but make America great again is bad. Let me ask you, Hammer, what's this guy doing that's good?
0: Nothing. And listen, if you're a Democrat and you're really being true to yourself, or maybe you're not even a Democrat, maybe you're a moderate, maybe you're somebody that doesn't affiliate with any party and you voted for Joe Biden because you didn't like Donald Trump, you didn't like the way that he spoke to people, you didn't like the way that uh, he allegedly cheated on his wife. He didn't like his tweets, whatever the case may be. If you voted for Joe Biden, I'm being completely serious here. Tweet at me, at Jason Allenhammer. What are you happy about right now? And if you could change your vote, would you? Now, here's the thing, coach. There are so many people that hate Donald Trump with the passion of a million fires. They would still say, I would never change my vote because Orange Man bad, rabble, rabble, rabble. Donald Trump was not a perfect guy. Donald Trump is not somebody that I would want to babysit my kids or hang out with any of my uh, female friends, possibly. But was he a good president? You could debate that. What do you base a good president on? How was the economy? How was national security? Do people have jobs? Other than that, the rest of this stuff is bull crap to
1: me. It really is. Uh, Jason, my next door neighbor my next-door neighbor is a Clinton. And every year, Bill Clinton's first cousin stays with them for the 500. And every year, he tells stories how they read Clinton's book, and they're like, yeah, that, that's bull. Yeah, no, no, that's a lie. No, that didn't happen. And it was always known with Uncle Bill that you could not leave any female family member in a room with Uncle Bill. True story. (laughs) Right here next door in my house. Right here. And (laughs) uh, Uncle Bill's great. We want his wife. What are we doing here? Who cares about any of that crap when it comes to our country? Yes, I would love in a perfect world JFK to not have been stupid Marilyn Monroe and others. But, hey... That's what happens. Just take care of us. Do your job. Yeah, the whole we need to have a good guy,
0: somebody I want to have a beer with, has always been ridiculous nah. to me because I've got news for you. None of us are ever going to have a beer with the president of the United States. We're never going to go to a ball game and talk about the schedule release with the president of the United States. All I really need is for him not to screw up. I don't even need him to be great. Just don't screw up. And I'll take that as a win because that's kind of where we've set the bar at in this country right now. As little as possible, limit the government as little as possible and get the hell out of the way. That's it.
1: Honest to God, all I've ever said, and this goes back and I've told you this, you know, to my I read newspaper to the 70s. Uh, I don't want to hear the word inflation because Jimmy Carter, that's all I heard. I don't want to see gas prices and gas lines. Uh, explode, you know, gas lines, meaning uh, people in their cars waiting forever to get gas, and uh, frankly, keep the stock market sane, and this guy's failed in all of them. Let me go back to something that happened a week ago, this leaked memo uh, by the Supreme Court. Do you believe the FBI is really trying to find the perpetrator of the leak? If by trying, you mean doing the
0: bare minimum and going through the motions, then maybe. Maybe. How's that for an answer for you? Because, listen, I promise you, I promise you, had this been somebody that leaked something from Sotomayor, had this been somebody that leaked something from a liberal justice, um, had this been a conservative that leaked it, we would know everything about this person by now. We would know their name. We would know their address. We would know who they dated in high school. Uh, We would know what they tweeted back in 2010. We would know all of these things if they thought that this was somebody that had right-leaning tendencies that leaked this out. But it sounds like that's probably not the case. Again, that's my opinion. It's not been proven fact yet. But what we've seen with this FBI and overall in terms of investigations, the Department of Justice and other areas of Washington, if it's somebody that leans left... You kind of get that little slap on the wrist we'll get to it when we get to it but if it's somebody that leans right hot damn here comes another insurrection it's january 6th somebody's about to get all insurrection up in here that's how it's working right now so i'm not real optimistic that justice roberts who i think is a weasel anyway is going to get to the bottom of anything with the assistance of the fbi and as i said last week don't rule out that weasel john roberts
1: You have said that, and I I am anxious. It's just, as I've also said, man, Republicans better not count on this being easy at the midterms. It should be, I mean, when you've seen what's happened. But that was leaked for a reason. Now, all of a sudden, anti-MAGA, okay. Uh, Why is it that I can't stop playing on this show every morning Biden videos? I can't stop, Hammer. I can't stop. It's the gift that keeps on giving like during the trump administration
0: you could always go to that twitter account and you knew you were going to have material for that day for that day did he call a porn star horse face did he make fun of uh mika brzezinski bleeding badly from a facelift did he make fun of elizabeth warren's husband these are the kind of things that you could look forward to every single day as a radio host well those days are gone but now you can wake up and find out what the everlasting job stopper did the day before. And you've got audio gold. He's going to talk about corn pop. He's going to say words like true and unnecessary pressure. And you're going to have to try to figure it out. Like it's some sort of mad libs game for drunk adults. This is kind of where we set the bar for the presidency in this country.
1: I-, I thought, and I saw the press conference yesterday. We played a couple of them. I thought Biden was a no-excuses press conference. What the hell happened here, H.T.? Hammer time? (laughs) The fact that Biden tries to tell you that he's no excuses is the
0: funniest thing I've ever heard. Listen, every politician is an excuse maker, every single one. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're a libertarian. Let me make sure I mention the libertarians because they always get their feelings hurt. If you don't mention them in the conversation, even though they've won about as many things as the Cleveland Browns have in the NFL, uh, there you go, libertarian friends. Uh, But they're all full of crap. Every one of them are. And that's why I've always said I host a political talk show. I am into this stuff. I live it. I breathe it. I love it. But if you give me the opportunity to go to a fancy dress-up state dinner with any of these people— or sit at home in my underpants and gamble on sports on my phone, sign me up for option B, because I don't like any of these people. I have things that I want them to accomplish. They're useful idiots to me, but I don't like any of these people, Coach. They're all
1: horrible people. I agree. And, and, you know, this guy, Biden, his press conference the other day Would you agree with this? When you are in trouble and you are a career politician, you talk about family. That's what you do. (laughs) Family. You
0: you talk about family and you blame the other side. That's all the left has right now. Because if you're Joe Biden, what can you go up there and say that's really going to rile up the base? Well, uh, we, uh, we got high inflation, record gas prices. Uh, there's a supply chain shortage and moms can't feed their kids, but the Republicans are bad, then everybody stands up and claps like seals. (laughs) That's all you can do right now if you're Joe Biden and the Democrats. And I will say this. The one thing that I've actually been surprised about, the Republicans are fighting back. Because for so long, Republicans have been so wishy-washy, they've sitting back and they've taken it. They've taken it. And this is why I think so many people had a feeling with Donald Trump, one way or the other. He was a guy that fought back. He fought back against the media. It was something they weren't used to. That's why they could not stand him. They impeached him twice uh, for things just because they didn't like the guy. I mean, let's be honest. And I think the Republican Party, like it or not, is now the party of Donald Trump. That doesn't mean you like everything that he does or everything that he has said, but you want to fight back. The days of being some stand off to the side, wishy-washy Republican conservative, where you're just letting the lunatics have the floor, those days, I think, have come to an end. And we're seeing right now, in this country, with what's happening economically, what's happening with our foreign policy, $40 billion to Ukraine, the debacle getting out of Afghanistan, when you let these lunatics push you around and do all the things, you have to fight back. And I think... Finally, finally, some more Republicans are starting to join the, quote, MAGA or ultra-MAGA Republicans and fighting back against this ridiculous crap.
1: You know, one of the things that, one of the reasons I believe is because the, the, if you do fight back and you look like me, a middle-aged white guy, you are immediately called a white supremacist, you are immediately called a racist, and when you do fight back, uh, that's what happens. Now, manipulation. This is my, what would become my favorite quote. Manipulation is when they blame you for your reaction to their disrespect. So they I, uh, every day I just like doing this. I like tweeting out before the show, we're going to talk some politics. And then I watch the reaction. And I've decided I'm not going back at people because it's a waste of my time and a waste of my followers' time. But damn. There's never a discussion from these folks. There is just, you suck. You're an idiot. Yeah, like, all right, I'm an idiot, but I don't know, man. Hey, what, what you mentioned the, the uh, economic report? Walk me through it. So inflation is at 8.3
0: percent. Um, it's almost at a record level. When you look year over year, uh, inflation is up substantially, and so are all the things that most families would need in their grocery list. Meat, poultry, it's all up substantially. Let's say you wanna make a trip. Gas is at a record price right now. Airline tickets are up like 34% year over year. And they were expensive last year. All of the things on a checklist that you think you might need for your family are up. And you can blame whoever you want, but there's only one party that has control of the White House, that has control of the Senate, and that has control of the House. And they can argue, and this is their play, well, you need 60 votes to uh, to get something through in the Senate because of the filibuster. Okay, let's not act like there aren't some Republicans you can win over. And if your ideas weren't bat crap crazy, you could talk Mitt Romney into it. You could talk Collins, you can talk Murkowski, then you just need a few more votes. So. Listen, everything is expensive. Everything is up. And if you listen to the quote-unquote economic experts at the White House, they don't have a timeline. They have no answers on when things are going to get better. So sleep tight, America. We've got that going for us.
1: Yeah, which is nice. Uh, Last (laughs) thing on politics before, before I let you go. As we sit here right now, what will happen in the midterms? unless something major happens
0: between now and then, and I don't even think Roe versus Wade being overturned, which is kind of the wrong statement anyway, it would be bumped to the state's level. I don't even think that is enough to save the Democrats at this point, because I don't think abortion is as popular as they think that it is. It's super popular for their base, but I think if you go around the country and you look at really, What the bill they tried to pass yesterday that failed includes, you're talking about really late-term abortion, like right up to birth. Even people who are in favor of abortion in some kind aren't in favor of abortion right up to birth. That's not going to be a winning message. So the Democrats are going to play the card of, well, the Republicans, they want to control your body. The Republicans are going to counter with, no, you can do you. But late-term abortion is where we draw the line. And if that's a fight that goes down, the Democrats are not going to like how that plays out. And gas prices and baby food shortage and supply chain issues, all of this is playing in to a bloodbath for the Republicans in the midterms. And history shows, usually when one party wins everything in a presidential election year, the next midterms, it flips. And this year, not only did one party win everything, but everything's falling to hell in a handbasket right now. So this is going to be a bloodbath. The Republicans are going to win the House unless something foreseen
1: happens. Well, you had said earlier, I think you misspoke, you said it was going to be a bloodbath uh, for the Democrats, or excuse me, for the Republicans. You're saying the the Republicans are going to win. Yeah, yeah. The Democrats. Yeah, hey, are look, it, it, it,
0: on abortion—it's not going to work. It's not popular enough around the country.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I don't even—I don't even see a lot of Democrats defending anymore. I mean, if you defend this crap, I, I look—I don't care what you are, and I'm neither. I'm just a guy that uses common sense to figure it out, and the common sense right. tells me if you defend this and what's going on here, I, God help you, because that's just you're—you're you're insane, and I say it. You're insane in terms of politics leaning your particular way. HT, you are the man. You are the best. Give me a pick that you like or picks that you like in Major League Baseball. You got anything today?
0: Oh, Coach, we're going to do a little
1: afternoon delight in Major League
0: Baseball today. I know you like betting afternoon Major League Baseball games. I got a couple for you here. Uh, We've got the Mets at the Nationals, 105 first pitch. I'm looking at the Mets on the money line here. Now, this kind of goes against my theory that getaway days, road teams kind of scare me here. But if you look at what the Mets have done on the road this year, 12 and five straight up and 12 and five on the run line. So not only are they winning on the road, they're beating the brakes off with of people. Now, the run line is about one and a half here. I don't like the hook, especially for day three of a getaway game. But I'm going to take that down to one. I will take the Mets minus one against the Washington Nationals here. Nationals can't hit. Seems like it's a rebuilding time for the Nats. Mets kind of got things rolling. They got Walker on the mound today. Give me the Metropolitans in that one. Um, 115, we've got the Cardinals and the Orioles in St. Louis today. Now, last time I checked, and this was about an hour ago, the Orioles had not yet named a starting pitcher, which tells me this is probably going to be a spot start or a bullpen game. It's also a getaway day. The Orioles are on the road in St. Louis, and St. Louis is a better team anyway. This has got Cardinals written all over it. Again, I don't like the hook. The hook scares me. Say what you want about me. I'll take that down to one. I've got both the Mets and the Cardinals laying one on the run lines. Those are Major League Baseball afternoon delights.
1: I love a good afternoon delight. In fact, I'm going to be driving. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Princeton to watch the Harvard, ha- Harvard take on Princeton in the Ivy League softball championships, and I need something to do. You know, Lee's going to drive the first <laughs> three hours, and I got the last seven, baby, so I'm, I'm gonna if you're get, going to Princeton, I put him in while you talking,
0: If you're going you to walk around an Ivy League campus, you need something to do. Just wear a MAGA hat and look at the stairs you're going to get. That's something you can do on an Ivy League campus.
1: A, hey, true story. When Trump got elected, uh, the catcher at Harvard's friend was wearing a MAGA hat on campus and got eggs thrown at him and beat up. That's true story. Oh, that's the. A- I- think the we're peaceful, as tolerant, tolerant as we, we maybe should be huh <laughs> the peaceful and tolerant
0: left at the ivy league i'm shocked coach this is my shocked face right here
1: <laughs> uh, somebody asked me yesterday has your stepdaughter been indoctrinated i said no she's fighting hard but uh you know anyway uh what you got on your show today <laughs> uh today we are
0: talking about how a lot of folks in our neck of the woods here in indiana specifically indianapolis are getting railroaded on property taxes my friend rob kendall's going to stop by he's been all over this and we're going to find out on top of high gas prices and everything that we've already talked about why we're getting screwed even more in indiana
1: tell you what else we're doing in indiana apparently we're still shooting people because the canal had four folks shot the other day man indianapolis let's go we got to do better it's terrible indianapolis
0: right now has a higher homicide rate per capita than chicago i know a lot of people watch this show from all over the country and i want that to sink in think about what your vision is of chicago Indianapolis, Indiana has a higher homicide rate per capita than Chicago does.
1: That's unbelievable. Well, it's really unbelievable. It, and, and, it, you know, and I've been, you know, and you've been harping on it. We've all talked about it. It's, it's incredible. HT Hammer Time, Jason Allen Hammer. You can follow him, you can watch him, you can, you can listen to him. 93.1 WIBC right here in Indianapolis. Thank you, my friend. Let's go, Mets. Let's go, Cardinals, baby. Let's go. I just put them all in. I did. I just put them in. It's my man, Jason Ellenhammer. He has an unbelievable, during college basketball season, a degenerate special, which is basically two teams you've never heard of. And he, he's like 99%. I'm not going to say he's won every one, but the dude doesn't miss with the degenerate special. So I'm on. I'm on whatever he's taking. Hey, look. If we can't get money through whatever, let's just bet and make money. What the hell? All right. I got the damn awards. That's not swearing, people. That's don't at me. But whenever you see on this show me taking my microphone off, that means either the show's over or I got to go to the bathroom. I got an hour left. We'll be right back. I got to hurry. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Hey, how are you today? It's our number two at Don't At Me. And as we go through Don't At Me in our number two, understand that we give awards once a week. We give awards. They are called the Damn Awards, Don't At Me Awards. See what I did there? See what I did there? Yeah, that's right. All right. First, The first Don't At Me Award, let me call it up here. The most ridiculous human being alive. And it's not his fault. But he's the president. And he's ridiculous. I'm not so sure if Biden isn't the most ridiculous human being alive or his wife and advisors are the most ridiculous people alive. If I'm Joe Biden's son and I am sober and I know where my laptop is, I got to tell you, I got to get him off stage. I understand the Bidens are trying to bleed all of us for every dollar that they possibly can, whether it's from the Ukraine, whether it's from Russia, whether it's from the American people, but you got to get this guy off stage. Remember when he was hiding out in the basement and they would not let him come out and he ended up somehow, some way, we know how winning the election? Well, I gotta tell you get him off stage. Don't let him be anywhere near people and a camera and a microphone. Nowhere. And when I got to say that about the president of the United States, and I got to tell you, he truly is the most ridiculous human being alive. The president. Think about it. He's so ridiculous that even his own people can't stomach him. He's so ridiculous that even Democrats are like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to get this guy off of our stage. Don't forget to keep tweeting it. My boy's in the back. I'm telling you right now, get him off. Poor man. And I got to tell you who's even more ridiculous. Anybody that calls supporting this guy a racist, like I get called 10 times a day a racist because I go at this guy. Has anybody in, in the world look at all the racist comments this guy has made? Poor poor guy. Look, I don't know. Poor guy. That's all I got. Uh, The how about you earn your money award. Actually, it's how about you earn your millions award. Kyrie Irving. Look, my friend, the great Mark Packer, who does multiple shows on Sirius XM and on the ACC network, has a saying. The goal of the American worker should be to be suspended with pay. Suspended with pay is what I said. Not without pay. Nobody wants to be suspended without pay. Suspended with pay. Now, here's a de- <laughs> here's the deal with that. I've been suspended with pain. I liked it. I got suspended for a week from my, uh, my job at uh, Emma's because some bigwigs around the state didn't like what I was saying. And, hey, whatever, man. I, I don't care. Suspend me. I'll take it. It's not bad. But this dude's making millions. And now the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets has to come out and say, hey, look. We got to have people that are more invested. Kyrie Irving. We got to have people that actually show up and do their job. Kyrie Irving. We got to have people that earn their millions. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving played in 29 games last year. Kyrie Irving didn't want to get vaxxed. He stood up, blah, blah. That's great, man. Good for him. Kyrie Irving also said, along with Kevin Durant, arguably the stupidest thing in, in in a world of stupid. Saying, well, we don't need a coach. We're the coaches. And that worked out. So they hired a guy, Steve Nash, who ain't a coach. A bag of sand could do better than Steve Nash. But Steve Nash is playing coach. He's the Penny Hardaway of NBA basketball. He's playing coach. At least Penny Hardaway, I mean, actually has his team do some stuff. They guard. But, all right, Kyrie, you wanted – This. You got this. Now, Kyrie Irving has a 30. Think about this guy right there. This guy, Kyrie Irving, has a $36.5 million, wait for it, player option. So he's horse bleep. He don't care. He's standing up. He plays 29 games and yet the NBA is still so jacked up towards players that this guy still has the option to opt out or opt in on $36 million. Oh, I'm sorry. 0.5. We'll take the 0.5. That's 500000 How about You earn your money. How about, instead of trying to be, and this isn't saying shut up and dribble. I don't give a damn what you do. I don't care. Get a megaphone, speak to the high heavens, but how about you respect your job enough to do your job? Racist, Dockage. I can't believe, man. Kyrie Irving's the man, Dockage. Yes, Kyrie Irving's the man, Dockage we talking about? Do your freaking job. I mean, am I crazy? It ain't that hard. You show up to your, your 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 job is to play. I used to tell players this all the time. You came to college for free, get your ass kicked, no matter where you go, particularly in Indiana, to play. Not to work, to play a game that you, your whole life played for free. Just show up and do your damn job. Just talk all you want. Be the social justice warrior. I don't care. I don't listen to guys anyway. Don't matter to me. I don't care what you say. Nobody really cares. I mean, if you really think about it, Uh, When you turn 60, the line is, out. you realize no one really cares. Well, I I don't care what this guy says or that guy or any guy. White, black, it don't matter to me what y'all say. White guy, hey, that guy, hey, don't matter. Go do it. But do your job while you're doing it. I mean, I don't think that's so horrible. Racist. All right, the I've had enough award. The I've had enough award is not either person's fault. Although, I will say, it's certainly not Dak Prescott's fault. LeBron James will wear you out. Like LeBron James walking out of the press conference with a purse uh, the one time. It was absolutely glorious. It is. And I give LeBron James mad respect because LeBron James has been dealing with this crap since he was 18 years old. Dak Prescott's just now dealing with it. What's the crap? The crap is every day you're discussed, every morning on television, on every sports channel. This goes back to the whole theory of in media, you play the hits. Like what I need to do is I need to talk about the Colts every day on indie radio. That's the hits. It used to be Indiana basketball, and maybe it will be. The hits for network TV is... Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and LeBron James. Like, I turned the show on yesterday. It wasn't NFL football show. I think it was Greenberg's show. And they're like, well, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Super Bowl's like in 10 months. Dallas Cowboys. And then they went on and on and on about Dak Prescott. Seth Greenberg uh, of ESPN said on my show, he goes, Dan. He goes, every day Mike McCarthy gets fired with the Cowboys, and he hadn't coached a game in six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks. Yeah, I've had enough. It's called the Brett Favre theory. Remember when Brett Favre, every single day, Brett Favre this, Brett Favre that, is Brett Favre retiring? Did Brett Favre send the pictures to Jen Sturger? What about Brett Favre's wife? How are the Green Bay Packers going to live without Brett Favre? What's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Because Brett Favre left. Playing the hits. Mark Schler not a friend of mine, a guy I got to know at ESPN. He had a nighttime show on ESPN that's now occupied by arguably America's worst broadcaster, Sarah Spain. But the truth of the matter is he got out of that job and went back to local radio. He said, Dan, I can only talk about Brett Favre and LeBron James only so much. And think about what LeBron James has dealt with every morning if you wake up and you don't know what's going to be said about you. Every morning? That's the Urban Meyer effect. Every morning, some slap-blank column is, well, Urban Meyer, this. Shut up. some point, you just go, hey, what are you going to do? But Dak Prescott, you know what? When you're the quarterback of the Cowboys, it's going to happen. And LeBron James, you've been dealing with forever, and I think LeBron James is handled it great. But enough already with these two. We got the Bucs. we got the Celtics. We got great NBA playoffs without James. We got scheduled day, which I understand has to include the Cowboys because let's face it, if the Cowboys are on, I'm watching. I'm not I'm a I I'm I'm at fault. I don't give a damn. I know Cincinnati's good, so I'll watch now, but I'm not watching the Panthers play Arizona. I don't. I won't. I don't, but I'll watch the Cowboys and, and I always have. I mean, hey, I don't know what to tell you. The Detroit Lions should not be on Thanksgiving. The Cowboys should. If you put somebody other than Detroit Lions on, uh, it'll be great, but you won't because it's tradition and I'm, I'm cool with that. I, I don't look forward to that game, but I do look forward to the Cowboys game. I don't really look forward to LeBron James anymore, but that's not his fault. Not his fault, but enough already. And it ain't their fault. It's not. Uh, This is the least surprising news of the day. This is, you could not be more surprised than this happened. They always say, and I anticipate this next year, if you are a public figure and you go against the current party in power, expect an audit. So I have never been audited. Basically, my taxes are the same, although I'm making more money this year because of this show relative to ESPN. So I'll pay a little more. But the truth of the matter is, I'm guessing this show uh, will get me audited because this is the show that makes fun of the people in power. Well, it's no surprise then That out of the blue, oh my God, how did this happen? That Elon Musk, who took over Twitter in a $44 billion deal, is now getting investigated by the feds. Oh, that doesn't happen. Really? It does happen. (laughs) And when I read this yesterday, my first thought was, who didn't see that come? Because Elon Musk is considered against the current administration in power. And believe me, people, it's not just when the Democrats are in power. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? That's not it at all. Hey, when the Republicans are in power, same thing. I'm watching Gaslit. It's about Watergate and how stupid. These folks are. Now I don't know if it's true or not. Obviously those things they take certain liberties. But it's basically about Martha Mitchell, the wife of John Mitchell. It's really good. It comes out Sunday nights and I think it's on Stars. We actually got a subscription to Stars to watch it. But the truth of the matter is that's a Republican group that didn't need to break in, to win the election. They were going to win the election by a bazillion votes, but they were stupid. Both sides do this. Both sides are idiots. I mean, when you're so staunchly one side or the other, you're pretty much an idiot. You pretty much can't think for yourself. So this isn't like a democratic thing. This is just the way the world works thing. So Elon Musk, the SEC is investigating his late disclosure of his Twitter stake per the Wall Street Journal. After buying up more than 5% of Twitter stock, Musk should have filed a disclosure on March 24th. He filed on April 4th, meaning he may have benefited from buying up cheaper shares in the meantime. Hey, look, I'm sure this is a legitimate investigation. Nobody's not, I'm not saying this isn't a legitimate investigation. If that's the SEC's rules, then that's the SEC's rules. But when I saw it, I thought to myself, what took you so long? You know, I'm like, it's been a week or so, 10 days, whatever it's been since he bought the company. What the hell took you so long? I'm shocked by this. I really am. Stunned, really. I'm being facetious. So Musk will go through this investigation. People will glad hand each other because see, see. And you know what? At the end of the day, if he's got to pay a little more, he'll pay a little more, and he'll own Twitter, and free speech shall return, and the most tolerant of us all, our friends to the wacky, wacky way left, will be unhappy about it. That's the way the world works. Take it from this old head, I've seen some things, people. You know, this mouth and these eyes and these ears, they just haven't been beautiful holes. They've seen some things, said some things, listened to some things. That's right. Uh, So I'm not surprised. R.I.P. to a legend. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I spoke of this the other day. The man here, Bob Lanier, had size 22 feet. And Bob Lanier played for the Detroit Pistons at a time when I absolutely grew up in Chicago loving the Chicago Bulls just outside Chicago. And I always liked Bob Lanier. In fact, I loved watching Bob Lanier play. He was big, he was strong, he could shoot. Uh, People around the league, you could tell he was respected. Bob Love of the Chicago Bulls, number 10, is my all-time favorite basketball player. But if I were going to list guys that I really liked as a kid, this guy, Bob Lanier, would be one. Let me tell you exactly why. Back in the early 70s, In the early 70s, the NBA did something awesome. They had a one-on-one contest. And if you Google Bob Lanier one-on-one, you're going to see awesome video. So at halftime, it would be like JoJo White against Mike Newland or Bob Lanier taking on Mike Reardon. I mean, it was awesome. And... Spencer Hayward was in it, Bob Lanier was in it, JoJo White. Hall of Famers played in it. I mean, it was fun. And Bob Lanier won the thing. And if you Google it, Bob Lanier is in his uniform. I think he played JoJo White in the final. And us kids, man, we couldn't wait to see who was going to win because we didn't have little scrappy Schefter out there trying to get the information out before we could watch it. And it was Bill Russell and Keith Jackson. So Bob Lanier wins this thing. And Bob Lanier is given $15,000 in cash in a briefcase at the end of this by Bill Russell. And it was on ABC. It was every week ABC would have at halftime a one-on-one match that was obviously pre-recorded in a gym, referee and stripes player in their actual uniform. It's awesome. So to make it even better, allegedly, Bill Russell hands the fifteen thousand dollars to Bob Lanier as first prize. He beat JoJo White. You know what's in the briefcase? Fifteen thousand one dollar bills. That's awesome. See, now what would happen if they handed it to Kyrie or to Kevin or to? They would bitch about number one. Well. Well, what am I going to do with 15000 and one? The bitching would be nonsensical and unstoppable. But Bob Lanier was the man. He laughed, took the money, hell 15K, 1972. And you know what we would do as kids? I was like 10 years old, 11 years old. We'd go outside and play one-on-one. And I swear to you, one thing I could beat folks at was playing one-on-one. I was slow. I couldn't jump, blah, 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 But I could beat your ass playing one-on-one. And I swear to God, the reason was that man right there, Bob Lanier. Rest in peace. He died, 73 years old. Dick Vitale on Twitter did a really nice tribute. Dick uh, coached him, got to know him a little bit. I got to know him really well, actually, when Dick coached for a minute or two of the Detroit Pistons. But that man right there, always classy, size 22 shoes. His shoes were actually in the uh, uh, Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago for a minute. They were, size 22s. I don't know, do people have bigger size 20, than size 22 now? Don't know. But I know Bob Lanier, he a man. All right. Now, let's go to the Hypocrite of the Week Award. The Hypocrite of the Week Award is this beauty right here. L. Duncan, ESPN, and the NBA. You've heard the story, I'm sure. You've heard us on OutKick, particularly Clay Travis, go after, ladies and gentlemen, go after ESPN, the NBA, and this beauty right here. Why? Because the NBA has decided they're going to play in the United Arab Emirates where, oh, I don't know, uh, homosexuality, you can get life in prison. They just, just made it a non-prison sentence for having sex out of wedlock. If you have a baby, supposedly, you got to show proof that you and him are married, or you and her are married. The NBA, in all its wokeness, is going to play a game there, which means they are going to support there, which means there are deals made to make money there. This is the NBA. Again, shilling for places that suck, frankly, that are oppressive, that go against everything the NBA supposedly stands for. Then let's go to my friends at ESPN. I love ESPN, I do. Put my kids through college. But if this person here, this beauty here, Elle Duncan and her little cronies, are going to break in to NCAA women's basketball games because, let's be totally honest, they know there is a large population of gay folks watching women's basketball. They break in and pander about a law in Florida that does not allow five-year-olds to be taught what sex they are, for crying out loud, by some dipstick school teacher. So this clown here, she breaks in with her cronies. Some lady named Lee, who my wife has worked with, who couldn't know her ass from third base. And then, of course, Carolyn Peck, who doesn't know her ass from third base, former Purdue coach that had to read it off of a telestrator. I am disappointed. In the law, and they misrepresented the law. It has it says nothing about don't say gay. It says I don't want Sister Geraldine at Saints Peter and Paul, the 80-year-old nun, pulling me and my friends into a room and asking us, "Are we boys or girls?" And I gotta tell you, I don't want my kids asked that. But they don't need that. My teachers need to teach me reading, and writing, and arithmetic. Keep a little discipline in the class. And that's it. I don't need some crazy-ass teacher raising my kids. This is why I continually talk about the importance of fathers, like President Obama, so that gives me clearance. What a crock of shit. So now, uh, uh, Clay and the good folks, Bobby Barak and the good folks that write for our website, have reached out to this one-hit wonder, this frickin' hack, L. Duncan, I've been on a set with her, completely useless. Anyway, here's the deal. L. Duncan, who sabotaged the best person at ESPN, Sage Steele, of course has no comment. Has her sorry ass broken in yet? Are they going to break into the NBA playoffs? Tonight, Heat, Sixers, ESPN, 7 o'clock. Is this sorry ass pandering woman going to bust in and start talking about how bad it is? for the NBA to go to the United Arab Emirates? Of course she isn't. It's full of crap. I'm trying not to swear here, but I've had enough of these people. I mean, they're so totally full of ish that they freaking can't see straight. Break, out. Ah, don't say, you really want Elle Duncan, I don't know if she's got kids or not, and maybe she's just this whacked out, but there ain't a human being alive that's a mother or a father, that loves their kids, that's active in their kid's life, that wants some 24-year-old teacher, fresh out of whatever college she went to, telling my kid, who has a penis, that he is not a boy, he's probably a girl, because he said something nice or sweet. It's asinine, and I don't like it, I'm hot about it. So they're the biggest frickin' hypocrites in the world. Michael Reeves, please. Michael Reeves, who you may not know, but he's one of those dorks on Sports Center now, he and this L. Duncan completely, completely and totally, I mean, totally subverted Sage Steele in a deal, the women of ESPN Summit that Sage Steele started. These two clowns said she wasn't black enough. <laughs> L. <Al> Duncan. <laughs> okay. Michael Reeves, yeah. Anyway, that's what I got for that, man. Uh, You know, I don't know what to tell you, but I am telling you, until they come out, and again, look, let's be honest, we know what sells. People get on me because, well, you're just trying to get clicks. I've never cared about clicks in my entire effing life. I've never cared about any of them. When you tell people the truth, it just makes you nuts. Don't say gay is not a bill that does anything other than not allow teachers to teach kids that they aren't a boy or they aren't a girl. And frankly, I don't want Sister Geraldine, neither does anybody that is a rational human being. I don't want any third grade, second grade, first grade, my five-year-old. I don't want any of them. To be taught anything by these clowns other than reading, writing, arithmetic. That's it. That's it. Ain't that hard. So L baby, when and Michael Baby, when you guys decide to break in Carolyn Peck, I don't believe that this is right. Look it up. Look at what Carolyn Peck. I mean, when there was a big blow up at ESPN, Steve, yeah, never mind. Anyway, all right, we come back. I got great video for you. I got tremendous video, like not kind of good video. I got more video on freaking uh, what's it called? On Best Buy. Best Buy, I support you. I love you. I want you to sponsor our show because I want to be associate. Michael Eaves, Yeah, Michael Eaves, not Reeves. Eaves, thank you, Doug. Eaves. <laughs> what did I say, Reeves? He's so nondescript, I don't even know his damn name. Eves. I got to have Doug on talk about the playoffs. But anyway, <laughs> Eaves, Eves from Kentucky. All right, we come back. I got great video on Best Buy. Again, this isn't the one you saw. This is another one. I got a couple of teams that need to sack up. And John Gordon, our friend who was on the show, love John Gordon, our friend that was on the show. He got a fantastic tweet out. All that and more. Thanks for watching when we come back. Don't leave. Where are you going? Tweet this show out, people. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. It is one of my favorite segments in my entire life. This is true. We have a family motto. The family motto is sack up. And actually, my kids use it all the time. And my nephews and nieces use it all the time. And it simply means this. Stop your complaining and do something. My leg hurts. Yeah, my ass hurts. Sack up. I don't look pretty today. Yeah, I look like this today. Sack up. I don't want to mow the grass. My foot hurts. Shut up. Sack up. Let me tell you something. Sack up. I wanted to call this show Sack Up, but apparently uh, that's too, I don't know, risque, I guess. So it's don't at me. But my thing was to call it Sack Up. So we have a segment that we call Sack Up. Hey, I'm not paid by Best Buy, but I love Best Buy. I'm not even sure I've been in a Best Buy in the last five years. I don't know. Maybe I bought a sound bar. But I love Best Buy, and here's why. The folks at Best Buy, you saw a video earlier this week. Look at this one. Watch this. He's in a stance. He's, boom! Yeah. He jumps over the counter. He's in a stance. He's moving his feet. Whap! I can watch this all day. See, I think this should be the new sport. You got, Look, oh, uh, boom, yeah, yeah, that's how it should be. See, my wife works at Athleta, and Athleta, Athleta, they tell you, well, if somebody's robbing us, uh, you got to let them, or you'll be called a racist, or we could get in trouble. Like, really? Okay. So, you know, this is what America needs right here. You got a metal detector, so they don't have anything. There's a picture of some clowns with a sledgehammer beating in. I don't know what they're beating in to take some stuff. See, what has to happen is the guy should be surrounded. The minute, how you get a sledgehammer in a store, by the way, but the minute he drops that sledgehammer, you kick it away and you beat the hell out of the guy. You do. You should. It should be a sport. It should be. Yeah, I've told you, I'm a great American hero. I stopped a guy at Faneuil Hall. He was on a dead run. Grabbed him. I'm a great American hero. Last year, woman's car, 2.30 in the morning. My buddy Cam and I were coming back from Wrigley Field. We were driving, and basically all night, got 2.30 right over here. We pulled the lady out of a ravine. She happened to be my neighbor's daughter. I'm an American hero here. Marco Island, that road from uh, Fort Myers, we literally, my wife and I saw a car flip. Like, what the hell? I told the driver. We had a Uber. Pull over. I run out there. Pull the guy out. I'm an American hero. And I support more American heroes. I do. Us American heroes, we got to stick together. I should tattoo a flag on my ass and my head. But this should be a sport. What? Boom! Yeah. Now, you know what someone will say? Well, that's dangerous. So what? Well... You can't do that to another human being. My ass. Then, of course, there'll be an ist. If it's a woman stealing your stuff and you knock her down, you'll be a sexist. If it's an African, you'll be a racist. If it's a something, you'll be something other ist. I'm just telling you. That's all I got. So what? You know, they can call your name and then you wake up the next morning and you're an American hero. This guy is an American hero. There, hey, uh, Dylan, we don't have the, the one of the woman doing it, too, in another store. Hey, man, a woman knocked some dude out. It was about two years ago. Oh, it's glorious. You walk into a store and you brazenly steal and you don't have a weapon on you, the the employees need to beat the living hell out of you. And, and then I want to go to that town and be on the jury. Yeah, I do. Hey, Celtics. How much you sack the hell up? Like, you're veteran dudes. I mean, you're, you're guys that you won big in Milwaukee, and you're professionals. You come home. You're supposed to come home and win the damn game. Are you not? Like, I understand college kids. You have a big win campus loves you. I've always said this about Bob Knight. Best thing he did was make you forget a big win and get you ready for the next one. Everyone's kissing your ass. Your phone's ringing a little more. People are sliding into your DMs to use the... Hell, that happened to me when I was divorced and on TV. can only imagine what's going on on college campuses. True story. So anyway... Celtics, you're not supposed to act like college kids and come home and get your ass beat. You're supposed to act like the professionals that you are. I could also say the same about Golden State, but hey, Golden State, those guys have at least earned the right to have a clunker as they've won some championships. But this Celtics crew, damn, I gave you mad props. Because Al Horford's one of my all-time basketball heroes because of the way he conducted himself in college winning championships and in the NBA. He's a winner. He's a pro. But last night, sack the hell up. Golden State. See what happens in the NBA when you take a day off. The players are so damn good. It is so ridiculous how good these players are. I wrote an article. Go read it. Uh, at outkick.com about the difference between the NCAA tournament and the playoffs in the NBA. And one of the things is the play of the players. Like, you know, NBA folks call college basketball, the junior varsity game. It's the JV game. I got to go to a bunch of JV games this week. That's what they say. All you got to do is watch John Morant finish. He must have 20 finishes In the NBA playoffs, and he hadn't even played the last couple games. He got to have 20 finishes that I've never seen a college kid do. And I'm not just talking about the one dunk. I'm talking about in and around and step through. It's ridiculous how good these guys are. It really is. So Celtics, how about you be pros, man? I mean, damn. Uh, You know who's quickly becoming my least favorite player in sports? And I don't even know if he's a player anymore. I'm not even sure. Baker Mayfield. I gave Baker, you see, the world should listen to me. If the sports world listens to me, then it's all going to go well. Players should listen to me. Back in the day, I've told you this before college coaches, when they had problems, would call me. I don't know why. Hey, Dan, I got this problem and I would fix it. I was the fixer, I was Mr. Wolf. I was. And my buddy Knops is like, yeah, everybody knew to call you if you got a problem. I'd get calls from dudes that are way ahead of me in the food chain. Hey, Dan, you know, what do you guys did? Maybe it was because I dealt with so many and dealing with Bob Knight and word got out. But I've told Baker Mayfield this, and you don't want to listen to me? Keep digging yourself a bigger hole. But make Baker Mayfield needed, when they had voluntary camp with the, with the Browns, show up every day. Prove to the rest of the league that you are about winning. I also told Baker Mayfield, don't sit on a couch doing a freaking another person's blog or vlog or whatever you call it and bash your team or the league. So he did that. He sat on a couch. He didn't show up at camp. And now... He decides it's a good idea to go ahead and bash the coach of the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, on guess what? Another vlog that isn't his. He ain't even making money off of this thing. So one of two things is in play here. Either Baker Mayfield feels that he has no other option than to do this internally. Because I guarantee you, I have an agent. An agent always tells me, Dan, don't do this. You're an idiot. Don't do that. You know, you're going to piss these people off or those people off, fine. But internally, sometimes you just have to. And I get that. I totally get that. There's an internal clock in me that makes me react to people that disrespect me. Smart people, Albert Einstein said, just ignore it. I ain't smart. So Baker Mayfield does what every guy does that feels scorned, he fights back. The second thing Mayfield must feel is he has no place in the NFL. So I might as well get this off my chest. You know, he's made more money than he'll ever need. He's going to make more this year. They got to pay him. It's guaranteed money. The Browns. Uh, there's really very few places he can move and be a starter. I don't know. Maybe Seattle, but they don't seem so inclined. Maybe Carolina, but they drafted a guy and they got Darnold there. And is Baker really better than Darnold? I think he is, but who knows? So Mayfield decides it's in his best interest to go sound off, and it is not in his best interest. Somebody needs to get a hold of that guy and explain to him that this is wrong. Just like somebody needs to get to Biden and explain to him, look, get off the stage. Stop getting a mic in front of you. Let's go. Get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, I can only do so much, by the way. Uh, Tavon Walker has signed. He gets the standard four-year fully guaranteed deal of over $37 million. It's pretty good. (laughs) You think? Jeez. $37 million. Mm. All right. Next up, Joel Embiid. Now, look, I spoke on this a little bit yesterday, but you got a game tonight. And it's time you sack the living hell up, Joel Embiid. Look, I don't know if this is true or not, but Barkley and Shaq and Kenny were all talking about Embiid sulking the other night. And they said that it was based on, listen to this, the MVP voting. What a batch. Like, you're paying, again, I go back to Kyrie Irving, you're paid millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. You're not paid hundreds of millions of dollars to do anything other than win. Win, baby. Cares if you're the MVP. I get it. We all want awards. We want to be an all-star. We want to get a Marconi. We want to do whatever. I totally understand it. I get it. Yay, rah. But you can't sulk in the middle of an effing game. You can't always upset. When did sulking, I ask you, Doug Gottlieb, I ask you others, when did sulking enter the lexicon of the adult male? When did that become something that we all wanted out there? Like, I get it, you're a little kid and you sulk in your room, but honest to God, once you get into, oh, I don't know, sixth grade, do you not have any pride? Do you not want everybody in sixth grade? To see, I didn't want Gretchen Wellman seeing me sulking in sixth grade. Hey, look, I was a little batch. I know from what I speak, but I didn't want anybody else to see me sulking. And now, all of a sudden, it's like a rite of passage to sulk. Can somebody explain this to me? Can somebody put this in context for me? Hey, look, you want to go home. You want to complain to your girlfriend, your agent, your boys. Great. But I got a game, man. Tonight, Heat Sixers, 7 o'clock, ESPNNNNNN. Let's go. What are you there for? I don't think the NBA is ever coming back. Like, I don't think the NBA is ever going to get to the point where money hasn't corrupted the entire thing. I think the NFL will, because you can get killed out there. Like a guy dunks on another guy, and we go, oh, my God, there's a murder. In the NFL, in an NFL game, there could be a murder. Involuntary manslaughter, not a murder, but, I mean, I can hit you pretty hard. So, I don't know. I think that's why we kind of like the NFL, I think. I don't Maybe I'm wrong. We had John Gordon on. We had John Gordon on uh, earlier this week. And John Gordon was sensational. Like, let's be honest. The author, John Gordon, we all wish we could be John Gordon. Don't we? I mean, John Gordon went through hell. Did he sulk? I'm sure for a minute. Did his wife kick him in the pants? I'm sure she did. And next thing you know, John Gordon is America's author. Teams use him. Companies use him. Corporations use him. You name it. Can we show John Gordon's tweet here? I like John Gordon's tweet here. I like this tweet. The silent majority needs to stop being silent about issues that affect our children, future, and freedom. That's why I got this show. That's why I love having this show, because when you are on a major network, the major networks, mostly the one I was on, ESPN, are so left-leaning that they don't want to hear you if you're me. Stephen A., say whatever you want. Michael Eaves, say whatever you want. Jalen Rose, you don't care. Get a DUI. Start being racist talking about white boy wasted. Get on the air and talk about some guy was unarmed when he was armed. Some guy that was dead, but he's not dead. Say the most racist things. Mark Jones, do your thing, baby. Tell me how, Mark Jones, how the cops are going to kill you after you had bragged so much about how great the cops are getting you in and out of football games. That's why I love having this, because I personally have always been taught growing up in Gary, Indiana, to treat everybody the same, except you treat women with the utmost respect. But when women come at you on Twitter, Hey, I treat you the same. Hasn't worked out terribly for me. ESPN got a little cranky about it. So what? I had a better job offer. I told ESPN to kick rocks, loved working there, loved the people. So what? But he's right. What what is my point here? My point is now I don't have to be silent. And more and more people are starting to get comfortable. I get called a racist every day because I don't pander. I get called whatever you want to call me is every day because I don't pander. I was taught to treat everybody the same. And that's what the majority of us do. We treat everybody the same. But because we don't pander, we get called white supremacist. That's the new one. That's the big one. White supremacist. Really? Okay. Nah. Whatever you say, whatever you got, it is what it is, (laughs) but he's right, man. When it comes to our children, we got to stand up. All you got to do is go to libs of TikTok and you'll see all these crazy ass teachers who are just completely out of their minds, wanting to change your son or daughter's sex because, frankly, that's what they did to themselves. And they want more and more people to do it. We have to stand up against anything that violates our children. And if it means some dumbass calling you a name, then so be it. I've always wondered, what's the end game? I mean, every day you get called, what's, what, what's the end game? So good for John Gordon. Good for John Gordon saying just common sense stuff. How about we stand up for our children? And I also got to tell you, I said this to start to show, if, I don't know, Joe Biden is so critical about the ultra MAGA, the kids of MAGA, I say, what does MAGA stand for? Make America great again. Okay. Well, I got to tell you, America got pretty great under Trump, even in a pandemic. So Biden rips that. So my question then is what's Biden's plan? It's a simple question that I've already been called a white supremacist on Twitter over, I've already been called a racist, and a variety of other names. So please, tell me, doesn't common sense say I want America to be great? Doesn't common sense say we need to protect our most vulnerable, our children and our elderly? I don't know why this is so hard, but it's hard Because doing what John Gordon says means you are going to be called out by the hysterical folks of the left. And we all know this. And somehow, some way, we give a rat's ass about it instead of telling them to go F themselves. That's why I love working on this show. That's why I love being a part of OutKick. Because nobody disputes what is said on here they just name call what is said on here. That's it. Nobody disputes what Clay's been saying. They just name call what Clay's been saying, or what Bobby says, or what the guys on 360 say, or what Gary Sheffield says, or what anybody. uh Armando. They just call names. Oh, you were. You're blank riding for Clay Travis. No, I just found somewhere where you can talk honestly. I just found somewhere where you don't have to get on a call and listen to a Maria Taylor, who you everybody knew had one foot out the door and was using them. But, hey, look, it is what it is. Uh, Dan, Sam Howe brings his own chicken nuggets to parties. I don't trust him. Sam Howe, the quarterback, He's going the whole Marinovich thing. Look, if you don't want to eat meat, I don't care. But if you're going to go to parties and bring your own chicken nuggets, uh, bring some for everyone. This quarterback thing is nutty. Very, very nutty. And I'm a big fan of all of it. I want the more nutty because, frankly, at my age, I don't listen to none of it. I just laugh with it or laugh at it. Uh, We gave you bets today. Ladies and gentlemen, we gave you bets today. The Mets and the Nets. I'm taking the Mets. I took a money line, and we gave you the Cardinals and the O's. I did a parlay, Cardinals over the O's, and the Mets over the Nets, and I also took them each, giving a run. The Mets minus one, and the Cardinals minus one. Tonight, I don't know if I can take the Sixers. I don't know. The Sixers, to me, my God. If it, you know, Here's the deal. You, you got to have like a, a low-T test for athletes now. Like, are you okay, Joel Embiid? Are you all right? Like in our city, Darius Leonard came out and said that he didn't love football at the end of the year. But well, we got to give you a test before every game? <sighs> but anyway... Major League Baseball, I'm going to take the Mets over the Nationals, and I'm only given a run, not a run and a half, and I'm going to take the uh, the Cardinals over the Orioles, and I'm only given one, not one and a half, and I'm putting them in a parlay, and when I drive this afternoon to Princeton, New Jersey, I am going to be watching, and I am going to be able to pay for the gas on the way there. That's right. That's what I'm going to be able to do, even though gas prices are are at their all-time high. That's right. Now, I want everyone to have a great weekend. I want everybody to have a safe weekend. You know what you should do this weekend? This is what I'm doing. Until Sunday... Well, I do a show on Saturday for Sirius XM Radio. By the way, join me. It's on Channel 84 from 9 to noon. It's call in, too. I do that. But other than that, I ain't taking no phone. I ain't taking no phone. I ain't tweeting out anything other than something that's relative to our show. It's nice out here. We had a winter where it was cold. Hell, a month ago, we had a damn ice storm around here. So I'm going to Jersey. I'm going to watch Harvard play Princeton. The winner of two out of three goes to the NCAA tournament. It's the Ivy League championship. I'm going to have a couple beers with some parents. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get the hell off my phone and stop worrying about all the crap that we have to worry about. I'm going to worry there because I'm going to pay $98 per gallon of gas. Uh, I'm going to pay for a hotel. That's probably a Joe Bag of Donuts hotel for $8 billion. But hey, it's what you work for. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I want to thank everybody for being on the show. Next week, we'll get into some mean tweets, so if you feel like sending them, hell, you may end up on the show. Next week, I got to get Gottlieb back on. I need more NBA, and I need more smart stuff by my friend Doug Gottlieb. We'll have some more video of Joe Biden yelling at all of us, family, vote, home, (laughs) mega. What is so wrong? With make America great again. I'd like to be the king of making America great again. Wouldn't you? Davey and Dylan. How about my man Dylan? Dylan's so good that he went to to speak to an elementary school. He's only like 23. But that's what a stud Dylan is. They're already asking him back. That's a stud. Davey, Ryan. Ryan survived Bloomington, Indiana. Those of you that are going to Bloomington, Indiana, I'll give you two things. Find the quarry. It's behind the school off Fairfax that was in Breaking Away and head out. You all don't know this, but you know who the Dalai Lama is? The Dalai Lama, his brother, Norbu, used to have restaurants in Bloomington. They were really good. The snow line. I think Norbu died. But anyway... The Dalai Lama would come visit Bloomington. I went to see him once. It was packed. Richard Gere was there. A bunch of dudes were there. I think, uh, what's his face, Sean Penn was there. A bunch of people invaded Bloomington for it. But go out and see the Dalai Lama. It's like a campsite slash Tibetan shrine. It's really kind of cool. Do something like that this weekend. I'm going to go study in Princeton's Law Library just to say that I did. But have a great afternoon, Ryan and Dylan and Davey and Corey and all the rest of you. Thanks for everything you did this week. And if you want to catch more of this act, (laughs) uh, 107.5 The Fan from noon until 3. So in about an hour and three minutes, you can catch this guy spewing. That's right. Noon to 3, 107.5 The Fan. Ryan and Dylan and Davey and Corey and all the rest of you have a wonderful weekend. Takic, ow!